Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? It's very hot. I'm very yeah. hot, but I'm playing a great game, so I'm good. We've also got Zach Ross. How you doing, Zach? I'm also very hot, but also playing a great game. You're smoking. Oh my god, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, let's beat the heat and talk about the... Uh, is it the biggest game? Because Xenoblade just dropped. This or is Xenoblade bigger. Xenoblade is just dropping. Is this <laughs> so we're bigger? This one a bigger game because <laughs> we're all playing it. That's why it's big. Live Alive is out. We've all played some of it. I have played four of the routes. Logan, you've played three. Three and a half. And Zach is... Two and a half. Three and a half, and Zach has played two and a half. Let's let's start right there. Uh, Logan, what do you think of, of Live Alive as a whole from the uh, the stories that you have played so far? Dude, I can't believe this game is 30 years old, is really what I think. Like, obviously, visually, it's a remake, but the gameplay is, like, faithful to the original, and it is, like, the freshest RPG I've played in, I feel like, years. And it is 30 years old, and we're just now getting to play it for the first time, and I'm honestly stuck on that fact. I can't get over that. It's like, man... I think a lot of the things it's doing are cool now. I can't imagine what it would have been like to be one of the few people that played this when it came out on the Super Famicom. Like, it's just, it's so creative. There's so many little touches and little attention to detail that, that we'll, we'll get into a little more that I'm like, man, they thought of that, and it's just so cool. You can see inspirations of other games that later down the line would take from this game. A whole chapter with no dialogue. And it's just told through yeah. symbols and gestures is incredible. Like, I love this game. I think it is so cool. I love JRPGs. You guys know I like to try them. And then, like, Octopath Traveler, I crap out after 20 hours. Oh. Good thing this game's 20 hours, so I'm going to finish it. I'm very excited about its length. I just, yeah, I'm in love with it. Yeah, the length thing, uh, to, to go to that first, was something that I was kind of curious about going into it because... From what I had heard, you know, it's, it's max about, you know, like 20 hours and mm -hmm. you have seven of these campaigns to do. So the question was, if these campaigns are no longer than two or three hours a piece, how is it going to feel to be hopping between each one and having new characters and having to level up certain characters again and, and, and swapping over and over? And I, th I think it does a great job. I think it... Mm -hmm switches the gameplay up enough. I mean, the the core gameplay of the grid-based RPG combat system is still intact there, but depending on the era that you're in, attacks will be different with certain stories. The the hook of the of the gameplay is different like in in one story you're having to have the enemies attack you so that you can learn their moves so that you mm -hmm. can use their moves later. I was really impressed with despite the fact that I'm swapping between all of these stories and I thought that was going to be an issue for me because it feels like you're starting from square one again. It always made it fresh with each with each story. Zach, what did you what have you thought so far? Yeah, I've absolutely loved it so far. I've I've really enjoyed my time with Live Alive. Obviously, the HD two D style is one of the things I was most excited about because ever since I had seen it with that like teaser for Dragon Quest three, I was like, I need more games that look like this. So finally, being able to hop in and play one. Super exciting. Um, like I said, I've only done about two and a half, and one of the ones that I've done is probably the shortest one. I can't imagine there was one shorter than 30 minutes because the present day one that I did was pretty gimmicky. It's the one you mentioned where you just go from fight to fight. You don't really do any exploration or grinding. It's just you fight these masters trying to learn their moves, and when they attack you with their move, you learn it 
which I thought was a pretty cool gimmick, but ended up not taking very long. And then the prehistory one, which is the uh, no dialogue one. So that's the one I did first. So I wasn't really sure that there was going to be any voice acting in this game uh, <laughs> until I had beaten it and, and moved on. Um, but I, I like the voice acting a lot. I didn't expect there to be as much as there is. But There is a lot. Yeah. There's a good amount of voice acting, mm-hmm. which I imagine wasn't the case in the original. I, I imagine that is all new. zero. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys uh, playing in English I, or Japanese for the voice? English. I swapped it to Japanese. I did too. I found some of the English in the Wild West specifically a little uneven, so I swapped it to Japanese, and I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Overall. How was the English in the prehistory? <laughs> uh, lots of grunting. <laughs> I think actually that one's just the Japanese voice actor. Yep, there's only one voice yeah, well, actor listed. the cast comes in at the end, it's yeah. just one person mm-hmm. instead of two. Yeah, I was, I was honestly impressed that the normal dialogue was voiced. Because you have some voice, voice acting at the beginning that kind of sets the stage of all of these stories. I'm like, okay. And then you get to the the main part of the game and there's still dialogue and all of that. And there's so many different characters because they're having to, you know, you have seven different stories with different characters for each one. So I was impressed that they went to the lengths that they did to have it pretty fully voiced throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm loving the the length of the chapters. The the prehistory was like a little over two hours, I would say, uh, to get through the whole thing. Yeah. And in the time that a traditional JRPG... You'd probably still be in like the main, like the first town, like getting your first weapon, fighting your first battles, meeting the important characters, and and this game manages to tell a complete tale, albeit very simple, right? From but from start to finish in that same amount of time, and I just I just love that concept of these just like seven little vignettes that I assume are all going to tie together. I don't know how the end well, of this hurt. game goes down, <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do pull that off. But I just I just am really, really enjoying that. And leveling up does matter, and you do even have to grind just a tiny bit in the Caveman chapter uh, to, to uh, fight yeah. the final boss. And there's a minigame you can do in the first area that you could totally miss, but it gives you a ton of really good equipment right away. And I'm like, man, this is kind of out of the way. I hope everybody finds this, because it's kind of important that's how you because you need to get those items to to craft into certain weapons and uh, and gear which is a crazy Mm. mechanic too that like you just hand a caveman two materials and then he makes something and you don't know what it's (laughs) gonna be you just have to Uh, logic you have no idea and then if you because they have different uh versions of this guy throughout the area that you go to and i don't think the game will remind you of how you crafted previous items so you're sitting there Maybe you crafted those things an hour ago, and you find them again. You're like, oh man, uh, <laughs> have I done this already? Have I crafted this again? Like, mm-hmm. I got, I got to figure out. And if I got new items, which ones have I already used, and which ones haven't I to to create new new weapons and things? So, have you guys done the Wild West? Yes. I have not. Okay, so I won't I won't get too far into it. But the Wild West has been my favorite of the of the four I've played so far. Only finished three, but of the four I've experienced, that's been my favorite. And it's very short and basically entirely revolves around this one mechanic, this one like time limit mechanic. Man, is it the earliest game to deal with like a real world timer? Like I can't think of a game earlier than that. Like besides like Mario Brothers get to the level before the end. But like in terms of this, like resource management in a certain limited number of time and and how you how well you do impacts the rest of that path that was super cool and super unique and i really love how that played out i like the characters in that town 
there's amazing attention to detail in the cowboy level. Like there's the three mariachi band players that are, are playing music. And when one of them leaves the room, the soundtrack gets thinner because his part of the soundtrack drops out of the music that's playing. And I'm just like, who thinks of that? Who thinks of that 30 years ago? Like, and I just, I thought little details like that were just so cool. Yeah. The wild West one was a highlight. I think for me, my favorite was uh, Japan that cool. I think was, the most feature rich to me. And it also has some of those random moments that you don't think will impact the, the rest of the area. And it does like, I don't, I don't want to spoil what happened. But, but I've heard it's like undertale. I've heard that that route is yeah, what so undertale's it, directly inspired. By. It tracks how many enemies you've killed. There are a hundred enemies and you can try and stealth through this entire thing and get to the end, or you can That's kill so as cool. many guys as you want. And it'll track every time you kill an enemy it'll go up on screen and be like, enemies killed. Uh, I think I killed 37 or something. <laughs> All right. Um, pretty brutal. But there was one enemy that I fought with, and it, it completely changed how I had to play the rest of, of the game that had an impact on, on what was happening throughout the rest, which I thought was super cool. And there's just a lot of exploration in that area with um, these these different Edo style buildings and, and pagodas where you have secret entrances to certain things and attics and going up on roofs. And I, w I was, I was blown away with that. I think that was to me the most fleshed out uh, content rich story. Not to say that the other ones don't have their own uh, really cool sections, but I think that was the one that I was most impressed by. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Personally, for me, I know it was pretty short, but present day, it's basically just a fighting game. I was super it was, into yeah. it. I, I, I loved it. And uh, I found out the cheese strap pretty early on. So I, it was just a breeze getting through all of them, especially the second guy who just ended up killing himself. He did yeah. this move where he just jumped at me, missed, and did 300 damage to himself and just died. I've never seen that attack miss because in the description for it, it says, just don't miss. I've never seen it miss, so I didn't really? know that's what it did. I got zero moves <laughs> from that guy because he killed himself so early that I just learned nothing from him. I replayed every fight to get every move because there's only two moves you get yeah, from everybody, same. so I got them all. Yeah. But that game, that one's super cool because I know that it, Mega Man already existed at the time, but... This is, it's Mega Man. It's, you pick what order you want, you gain their powers, and their moves are then super effective against other bosses' moves. And it, uh, that's mm -hmm. so cool. That's like, yeah, so to see that done on an RPG. You picked first, you can just absolutely rinse the next guy because yeah, he's weak absolutely. to, you know, like footwork attacks or, or punching mm -hmm. attacks or whatever. Or if you don't have those, it's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah, so I picked the, I did the first, it was, I picked present day first. And decided it was bad because I a bad idea because I didn't know how the combat worked, so I was getting stomped because it doesn't yeah. super explain how the meter works and like when does it charge and like because sometimes it's random seemingly sometimes, sometimes yeah, yeah I think if we want to get into combat prehistory a was bit. a good starter to learn the combat because mm -hmm. it's very combat heavy and it's and one it of starts the off ones very simple too yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, let's get into the combat a little bit here. So it's a grid-based system, and you have these different attacks. There's no MP, so you can use the same attack as many times as you want, which I think is a really cool level of freedom. Me too. Um, so you have a grid, and you have to move along the grid, and certain attacks have different areas of, of attack that they can damage. So you have to get into the right position to attack a certain other character. And, and yeah, it does have this... I don't know what to call it exactly. Action like bar? A, a, a movement bar, mm -hmm. something yeah. like that, where as you move, 
then it gives the other, your enemy, a chance to move as well. Yeah. I did feel like sometimes there was a point in uh, present day where on one attack, I was given two in between. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could use two attacks, and then the second time I was only able to get one, and he was able to go right away. And because it also you know, depends where their bar is buffs at. That yeah, can change things a little bit. And speed. speed stats, yeah, that can change things a little bit. I I do wish, at the very least, for that that it was a little bit easier to grasp when you mm-hmm. can attack. Sometimes it's very clear, and you're like, okay, I can attack first because you know my bar just filled. But sometimes it can be a little bit confusing as to oh, can I attack here? Or, you know, when when are you going to be able to do, like, the interruption mechanic where mm-hmm. they're charging up for an attack, but they can't attack yet, and then you can go in and interrupt that attack. It's a little bit unclear with that mm-hmm. whole stamina movement system. Yeah, it's interesting, because, like, there's some attacks that require charge time, and it says at the top, oh, like, charge time low. And then sometimes, like you're saying, he just pulls it off right away, but then sometimes it's like, oh, the enemy's going now, and then you do it? And I'm like, I don't get when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a moment where I guess the enemy didn't didn't realize what he was doing, but I interrupted him like five times in a row, and he kept doing the same attack over and over. And then it just didn't work anymore. He was using a similar attack, but the interruption mechanic didn't work the same way that it did. So it's a little bit unwieldy mm-hmm. with that. But overall, the combat system with the grids and and all these different attacks. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the combat as a whole? Zach, what did you think? I think it seemed... It, overall, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it feels fun to, to use, and, and it's been pretty interesting to figure it out. I think I got a pretty good grasp of it by the end of prehistory. Um, the balancing seemed a little weird in prehistory. Some enemies you could easily one-shot, and by the end I had a, a move that did like 500 damage, so the final boss, I just paralyzed <laughs> him and then dis- what move? wiped him off the face of the map. So, there's a character. A, a white spoilers for the yeah. party. Yeah, there's a <laughs> yep, female character in the party, and she, had, I, she gets it at like level 5, and I beat the boss at main character level 8, and she was under-leveled because she joins later. But she got this song called, like, Damage Song or something like that. And it takes two turns to use, um, but uh, does 500 damage. So that was, like, Mm -hmm. half the final boss's health bar. And he was paralyzed, so there was (laughs) nothing he could do. I had a similar cheese in the present day, the boxing one, where I had this move that, like, lowered his bar. I don't know which one it was, but I felt like it lowered their energy bar. And I just did it over and over, and I did it six times in a row, and they couldn't attack once. Because I did that move six times in a row, and they died. I don't think I ever used that move. I haven't used that one It was only against one boss that I did that against. So I don't know if it was like a glitch or what. Should I say what my cheese strat in the uh, present day was? Because it was kind of nasty. If you got hit, there's just a good chance that he would counter with a random attack. So you all you had to do was stand next to the opponent, you use your self-heal, get hit, counter... Heal, counter, heal, <laughs> counter, heal, counter. You would take oh. pretty much no damage, and you would be constantly attacking him. That's and I did good. that for every boss, and it that worked. Even worked for every the final time. boss, really? Yes, yeah, because the final boss can hit hit harder than you. If can you heal. get hit harder hard. than you can heal, you just walk to the other side of the map. They spend three turns getting mm-hmm. you, yeah, and you okay. heal three times. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. All so right. yeah, it was a little broken. Yeah. <laughs> Two more things there are I want to say. Are a little bit questionable. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's fun to figure them out, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fun to figure that out in the prehistory. And yeah, it kind of helps for her because she's kind of a glass cannon. To so you kind of have to keep her in the back. And so it's yeah. easier for her to charge up the attack because she's not getting hit because you're trying to keep her mm -hmm. away because she can get one shot so easily. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't have that move for her until the final boss, so it's not like I was using it in every fight. Some of the fights were challenging, especially against, like, the leader of the rival tribe. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he was actually pretty challenging, and I didn't have to grind. Like, I had to, I lost, had to go back, grind a little, gain a couple levels, and go back. So, yeah, it was fairly well-balanced. Did you grind in that room you enter where there's, like, 30 dudes just standing in it? Did anyone go in that room? I did. I, they I gave zero there. XP. Mm -hmm. I went very, in there once. When there's a point where you lose your partner character for a bit, mm -hmm. and I went in there just myself, and they all came out. I'm like, I'm not going back in there because I'm just me. And then I completely forgot about it after that. By yeah, the they're actually I really easy. Character, I didn't you can one shot that. all of them, especially mm -hmm. with like the sleep move that has a huge AOE, or the attack that he gets point. at level nine where he screams and you just wipe I out beat, the entire. I beat the, the boss at level eight, so I I don't <laughs> know that move. Uh, yeah, there's a point in uh, Japan as well where you get to a certain room and there are enemies that respawn. And if you're at a certain level, for like one or two levels, you can fight one or two of the guys and they will level you up. Oh, wow. Just like right That's there. So bad. pretty good. My favorite quality of life thing about this game that I have to mention is that you get fully healed after every battle. Oh my god, every RPG should do that. It is the most obnoxious thing to have to heal after battle or be like, I'm out of healing items, I have to go back. Live Alive treats healing items as just only for in battle. If you need health, now in battle you use it. And then after battle, like Kev said, there's no MP, and then your HP goes back to full. I think that's glorious. I think it is so convenient to, that they do it that way. Yeah, it yeah. makes... Makes me much more inclined to use healing items in battle. Oh, yeah, because, me too. 100%. you know, there are a lot of times when you want to save it for overworld because you don't want to have to backtrack all the way to the nearest town and heal and get all the way back to, to where you're going again. And it just gives you a complete level of freedom. On the MP side of things, I think that that would be a little bit harder to pull off with, uh, <laughs> with a full-fledged RPG. Because with this, you're learning these attacks... And since the stories are so short, you get these OP moves, but by that time, you either haven't gotten to that point because you haven't leveled up enough, or you're right at the final boss, and you can really only cheese that move for a little bit. I feel like other RPGs with a longer runtime, I, I think the MP system is a little bit more necessary. But at the very mm -hmm. least, for HP, it's a great system that I think should be implemented in some form in, in other RPGs just to kill yeah. backtracking. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, I love this game. Also, the soundtrack slaps. It's so good. The music is it so is good in this game. Very good. Yeah, what the boss theme is called Megalomania, which was what inspired Megalovania. So that's pretty cool, too. Like, dang. This game's so cool. I had cool. no idea Undertale took so much uh, inspiration from this game. Yeah, I know. It's like the secret grandfather of RPGs that nobody ever knew. Now we know. Now we know. And it's awesome. Yeah, playing it, it, it is crazy to me that this thing came out, what, 30 odd years ago now 28 years ago i think yeah mm -hmm. because i feel like the ideas that are presented in it i could take it as a brand new title i agree like it especially with the fresh coat of paint the hd 2d style is fantastic and i want more old school rpgs to bring that style forward i'm really excited for the dragon quest remake that uses that yeah. same uh, graphic style because it's it's glorious but i think that someone who is not aware of live alive 
originally, which I think is a lot of people because oh, it didn't yeah. come west, could pick this game up and just think that it's a brand new title because the ideas that it introduces are super fresh and really have not shown up in many, if any, games after it. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that it took so long to get here. Yeah, super glad it's here. This could this could be high on my game of the year list this year. I think this game is so cool. I don't even think I've played the chapters that are the best yet. Like I think I still have some of the coolest chapters ahead. And then whatever happens after you finish them all. So Hopefully something. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am curious how it's all going to tie together. Because as you're playing it, they're, they're really self-contained. I there's, have no idea how these would even connect at really all. There's really no way that they connect to each other, but apparently all related. There's, there's something that happens. Well, that, there's one thing I've noticed that I, I won't share. but I, I haven't noticed it. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing I've definitely <laughs> noticed <laughs> that I, I see that connects them all, but it's very minor, but okay. I won't share it. But we'll see. All right. Well, maybe we should do a spoiler cast of this game since we all played it. This doesn't come along often. Yeah, and it's not super long, so we'll all, mm -hmm. we'll all be done with it. I think I'll be done with it next soon. week. I think I'm just going to plow through it this weekend. I might just drop it and never play it again. <laughs> it's so good. I'm just to again. That's another refreshing thing. Just Not even that the length of these certain chapters is, is short and bite-sized, which I think lends itself well to having a session for each. If, yeah. if you're... If you like RPGs but are a little bit busy, you know, you can you can set aside an evening and just play through a self-contained story and then be done with that story and not have to worry about constantly keeping up with a cast of characters that are going to be with you for, for example, Xenoblade 3 that just came out well over 100 hours. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much easier. And then you add that all together for a 20-hour runtime and it's super easy to swallow yeah. for an RPG. It's great. I don't want all RPGs to be like that, but when one comes along like it, it's it's fantastic. It's everything I wanted Octopath Traveler to be. <laughs> it is serious, seriously. <laughs> like that's the most direct comparison for me personally. Gorgeous HD 2D style, which I loved in Octopath. It, paths that actually like have good stories to tell instead of Octopath story, which wasn't very good, and a short runtime, and really not that much grinding. Like the grinding that was in the prehistory chapter was fine. It was totally fine. Yeah. Right. It's not super intrusive, and I think the combat system is fun enough, and, and you're only with these characters for a certain set of time that, in a way, you kind of want to do a couple of more battles just to have some more time with their play styles before you move on to the next the, uh, the next story that has a different character and different moves and things. Yeah. Yeah, very impressed with it. And we may have final thoughts on that next week, because... <laughs> We're yeah. halfway or more through each of I'm us. I'm very excited to play more, so mm -hmm. you never know. Super good. Uh, last thing, favorite favorite chapter you had uh, so far? Wild oh, West so far. Wild West? Yep. Zach? Present day. Present day. And then I'll go with Japan. But I, Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to play the Japan one. Zach, it's got uh, stealth. stealth mechanics. As soon as no! you said that, I was like, I know which one I'm doing next. But again, you can... I don't know how much... It, it says that it affects the, uh, Murder the ending of it based on how many people you killed. I don't know how much that was because I only played through it once and I killed 37 guys and the ending seemed fine. <laughs> but maybe, Zach, you can get through it and, and kill as few if people I as kill possible. If I kill zero people... Come back and see if, I'm gonna brag if the about stories it. are... A yeah. lot different. <laughs> Absolutely. True pacifist run. You could try it. All right, let's get into news. And we got a lot to talk about. So last week we recorded a little bit early, which meant that some of the news items 
that dropped <laughs> last week we didn't have time to get to because we were we were early on that and then we have some pretty big items to get to that have uh, just recently dropped uh, let's get into one of those ones that just dropped GTA 6 so we've been sitting here wondering when is this game going to come out GTA 5 came out almost a decade ago 2013 which surprises me every time that it's been a decade next year uh, yeah. that that game has been out and we're finally getting uh, some concrete details as to what this game is is going to be like we've got two playable characters a female character you've got a miami setting so going back to to vice city kind of like how gta 5 went back to san andreas and uh, that that style um, not a whole lot more beyond that and a better work-life balance for the staff which if you remember from a couple of years ago uh with red dead redemption 2 the crunch was getting absolutely ridiculous and the levels the level of callousness that i think some of the heads were talking about it like when that game was you know on its way out and one of the heads was like yeah we're putting in 100 hour weeks like it was nothing like he was just saying some little feature that was going to be in the game uh so it sounds like they have tried to completely overhaul the culture of the studio as well which may have led to a slightly longer period of time between five and six but Zach, as, as someone who has played some of the GTA games, just from this little bit of, uh, of information that we've got, uh, what are your thoughts on, on GTA 6? Yeah, it's it's hard being a GTA fan who's only in it for, like, the story mode and not the multiplayer, because I haven't had really anything Especially to do recently. in 10 years. Yeah. yeah, so, and the and the remakes of San Andreas and so forth were awful. just awful. Absolutely awful. So I'm, I'm hoping that this one uh, hopefully gets the support while maintaining of course a good work-life balance um I'm, I'm sure the story will be decently long because i think even gta 5 had a decent long story but that might have been before they decided to focus on the multiplayer so i'm hoping they don't just really go you know headstrong into the multiplayer for gta 6 and actually it's gonna be there single player content oh of course <laughs> take two will not let that go yeah there's no way it's not gonna be a titles. huge focus uh but I, I'm sure just going around the world and hopefully a co-op campaign just in case. Because Logan and I started playing GTA Five together, kind of fell off of it. Um, we might pick up GTA Six, play it together, who knows. Um, excited to see a female main character in that. That's going to be exciting. And I like that they introduced multiple main characters in Five and that they're bringing that across. And I think I saw that they're also planning on supporting gta 6 after launch with new missions and areas that you can play in yeah so i don't know if that was a rumor or not well all of this that is was, just from a report here, none of this is wow. from rockstar oh so sure of but, course i mean <laughs> the details yeah. are enough here where you think that this is <laughs> yeah it's it's not a it's from bloomberg it's from jason schreier so it's 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 pretty reputable it's not just like a rumor but yeah they are saying that they're gonna have more cities come in over time and for me yeah. i think that my main takeaway from this news is like so what's the launch version gonna look like how much content is going to be there when this thing actually comes out? We talk about this all the time with games that come out, don't have that much content, and they get patchworked over time. On the Nintendo side, we talk about it a lot with like Mario Sports games. For a game of this scale, I want to know what that's going to look like when it comes out. Like, Is there going to be a full 30 to 40 hour campaign that people want? Or is it going to be like, here's one city to romp around in City 2 coming in three months? Like, I, I'm, I don't know how it's going to go. I guess it depends on how they structure it. You would hope that the entire campaign is playable on launch mm -hmm. and if they do have these 
other cities that they're introducing later as part of the story that it's almost like a story expansion like like they did in past games gta 5 didn't have it but gta 4 had a couple of different uh they had what the ballad of gay tony and lost in the damned lost in the damned so if if they could pull it off with that style where it's kind of its own separate thing within this story or maybe some some side stories with these main characters as long as that main campaign is content rich Mm -hmm. i could go for that yeah but yeah we really don't know how it's how it's all going to be structured Uh, it sounded like they had these grand ideas for you know a massive map with different air completely different areas that you could explore in different parts of the world and that they pared that back down to uh miami its surrounding areas and then whatever ends up happening with with these other cities is that going to be i can't imagine that that would just be pasted on to the to the map that's already there are those going to be you know explorable by themselves or something i'm not i'm not exactly sure yeah Lots of question marks. And years away from answers. (laughs) Yeah, uh, at least two years, if not more. It sounds like 2024 is is the good bet for even a chance of this Mm -hmm. thing coming out in a couple of years. Yeah. Speaking of those Mario sports games, uh, Strikers has gotten its first update. I don't know about you, Logan, but this is not bringing me back. Mm. Daisy is back, which is great, but it's also why wasn't this in, in the base game? So we got Daisy and Shy Guys, the playable characters. Shy Guy! Stadium. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. So two characters, one stadium, and gear. That's mm. that's it. Yeah, and some slight tweaks to uh, gameplay, which oh, uh, oh, ruined yeah, the, the cheesiest way to score. To nerf here. <laughs> yeah, oh, the bounce off the wall yeah, thing? So Is that what you're talking about? No. The shots from center. So from the little bit that we played online when the game first came out, Logan would just immediately get the ball and then shoot it from the center if you had an item you could clear the way and just oh, shoot from yeah. there and score almost every time yep so they knew that was a problem uh <laughs> uh-huh. so good that that's fixed um but in terms of of new content for the people like me who played it for a bit and are kind of done with it new characters and a new map are not going to bring us back specifically the map because the map has no bearing on anything exactly that's what i wanted to talk about absolutely no bearing and that's that's kind of why i talked about charged earlier now again i think that some people have different opinions on stage hazards but at the very least it made certain stadiums more varied mm-hmm. and it felt like it mattered which stadium that you picked but they introduced this new stadium and it does nothing the it's just a new set of paint and it's not even like oh it's a different it's not like tennis where oh they have different court styles and maybe that has a different effect on how the ball plays this is the exact same thing this is like a nothing addition these new stadiums well mario tennis aces did it right with adding content into where it actually kept the game alive for a while and here's how they did it and here's what strikers isn't doing they added in new courts that actually did change things. Like you said, not only were they new court types, they had different gimmicks. Like, like Zach, you remember the court that has, like, the it's on the pirate ship and it has the mast in the middle. And it can bounce oh, off yeah. that and deflect. And it's crazy and, and makes for some super fun for me, frustrating for Zach moments. Uh, and so that's a big thing. They add characters, which is cool, right? They're adding characters to this. They added characters to tennis. 
but they also add costumes for pre-existing characters, which they're doing here through the gear, but you can just buy the gear. To unlock the alternate costumes, which you didn't need, they were just cool to look, you had to play online games. And then you unlocked points by playing online and unlock these costumes. And so every month there was a spike in player interest as people come back and play until they fill up the bar to earn the costume. It's the same model we see on a much larger scale with something like Fall Guys or Fortnite where you have the season passes that go on for months at a time. And when the new one drops, people come back to play that, fill up the bars, and, and then leave. People love to fill up bars. There's nothing to fill up in Mario Strikers. It's just like, here's new characters, they're unlocked automatically, you can buy their gear with coins, and coins are really hard to get, so I guess there's the incentive to play online, but still, it's not like there's this urgent, limited-time, eventized thing pushing people to play online. And then the last thing Aces did is they added new single-player modes. They added the ring shot mode, they added, like, uh, online cooperative modes where you'd have to, like, take down a boss together, which was way more fun than fighting the bosses in the single-player. Like, they added real content to that game, and... This game is just like, I played one match as Daisy and Shy Guy, and I was like, this doesn't change the experience at all, nor are there new goals for me to go reach for. So what's the point? This isn't going to bring anybody back, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, I guess on the gear system, too, because you can, it's almost like you can make the same character, you, you yeah. can make a same version of a character, depending on which character you pick, if you give them certain gear, they can all have the same stats. So it's not even like you pick Daisy and she plays wildly different. You can make her play near the same to mm -hmm. how another character plays just by messing with her gear so that she has similar stats. Yeah, and I had to write the guide for this game. And one of the big challenges for me personally was... I don't think gear's all that important, but that's what people were searching for. So I had to try and write these gear guides of like the optimum teams. But for me personally, I think you can win with any team. I think you can win with any setup because the way to score goals really has nothing to do with the gear. There's a bunch of cheesy ways to score. They nerfed one of them, but there's a bunch more that aren't nerfed that I did play it after the patch. And you can still score these ways no matter what type of gear you have. You just need to have one person with a high shooting stat. You'll score. That's it. So, yeah, the gear doesn't do much for me either. Yeah, yeah, this game is not, this is not the content drop I wanted. And then they even had a tweet that's like, and we're adding more, two more updates this year with more characters, gear, and stages. I'm like, well, that's it. Striker, it's dead. Yeah, because if, if, if people weren't drawn back by this update, especially because Daisy was here, Daisy was the biggest character miss from the main roster, it, nothing these updates aren't going to bring people back. Mm -hmm. I feel like they thought it would almost be like a Smash Brothers-like thing, where when a new character drops, everyone picks it back up. But the characters are so deep in Smash Brothers. You get a new yep. stage that matters. You get a new classic route that's different. You get patch updates for all your favorite characters that change. You get a new spirit board to go. Like, there's so much to do with a simple character drop. And in Strikers, there's essentially nothing to do when a new character drops. It's like, hey, yeah. you want a new skin to play as the character? Or you want a new uh, Super Strike move? Mm -hmm. That's that's all you get. Yeah, we had a uh, we have a I'm in a Discord server for the for the Strikers Club that I started. That rip. But I think Kevin is in. I think Kevin's in. The, I am in. This in. Club. I played on like launch day. For and the, I have not played since. <laughs> for the first two seasons, the seasons are a week long. We won our division. We scored hundreds of points. People were posting clips of their highlights in the thing. It's just dead now. No one's even touched that Discord channel for like three weeks. And the game came out a month and seven days ago. Yeah. All right. 
That How sucks. many people were playing? Was it easy to find a match uh, when you went in? I tried to find a match or... the day Daisy and Shy Guy came out, and it took me over two minutes to match make. Oh my That's goodness! Not good. <laughs> nope. Because the game is still relatively new, mm-hmm. right after a content drop. Yeah. Besides launch day, the content drops are the times that you would expect it to be easy to find a match. I will say, I did play in the quick play online, which there's literally no incentive to do because they give you like 10 coins and you don't unlock anything. So I'm guessing if you go into the club mode and play online, it's a little faster than that. But if you just want to hop into a quick play match um, with all of your own characters, because remember the strikers club characters, you can only use the, like, I can only design one character. And then, like, I have to tell Kevin to change his gear if I want to. He's like, so I wanted it's, to play with Daisy and Shy Guy. Uh, and so to play as Daisy and Shy Guy, I had to go and do that in the quick play, in which it took over two minutes to find a match one and a half months after launch. Really disappointing. This is my, so far, and I don't think anything's going to top it, my most disappointing game of the year. I played that thing. I, I don't think I had dropped off a game that fast. It was yeah. literally launch day and I was done. Like, I played it, played a couple of matches, and that was it. And it sucks, because I love the first two games, and this one is just not it. And it's also really frustrating, because so much of the game is built on the online. And mm-hmm. if the game dies this quick, there goes a the selling point of this game. The selling point was the leagues. Besides that, the game is threadbare with content, which it already is even with the online. And if the online is gone or dead... There is yep. no incentive to play this whatsoever. Yep. What a game. I dodged a bullet there. I was yeah, you did. Yeah, I did not dodge a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Regret that decision every day. Every day? Not you don't think day. about the game that much. <laughs> every day? <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I regret it when the new update comes out. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, the new update is out, and I still don't want to go back I to I still like the gameplay. I played that game for like 40 hours, and I'm satisfied with my personal experience, but upset that I'm probably never going to play it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I played that game for a while. And no one else likes it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody, None of my friends like it. No one wants to play with me, just like Aces. Aces is so much better than this. Such a bad game. Aces is not a Just, bad game. It's a, it's a bad I game. I did the first two strikers. Honestly, I would I would play that. I, I Both bad games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're, we're 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 getting to the to the to the Zach moment of that. <laughs> Let's get into something else. So, Last of Us Part One bad game. is bad game. coming out in a little over <laughs> a month. Zach with some Sorry. spicy takes. Sorry. And the 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 discourse going around over in the internet the last couple of weeks was is this game worth $70 and PlayStation comes out with a new trailer video like a 10 minute video that shows off some of the new features it shows off some side by sides of the graphics that I think do a better job of showing the upgrades than that initial mm-hmm. trailer did they show off some new modes for Zach who is a masochist and hates himself there's permadeath mode so uh when this game comes out I I assume <laughs> Zach will be uh, banging uh, his head against the wall with with possible permadeath. Yeah, it was a it's a feature that they added back when Last of Us Two had mm-hmm. already been out for a little while, and it it came out as an update. I never got the chance to go back and play it because I haven't ever replayed the Last of Us Two since I beat it the first time, and I've always been meaning to, but I've always been playing other stuff. But 
I've already beat Last of Us 1 on grounded mode, so I think the next logical step is obviously playing it on permadeath. Obviously. There's no other Permadeath grounded. You have to Sorry. Permadeath perma grounded mode. Oh, oh my, my god. god. That would be awful. So you got permadeath mode, you got speedrun mode. Uh, they showed off, again, uh, some graphical comparisons. There's a lot of accessibility features, which is great. So yeah, there's a lot of those accessibility features. And of course, you have dual sense features as well, which we have come to expect in other games with you know how you use certain guns that will change how certain how it, how it feels on certain on on the dual sense they showed mm -hmm. off the bow and how if you're pulling it back further and further that that tightness will be felt in mm -hmm. in the dual sense so we get all this and the the question still remains is this worth $70? Well, that's a personal choice. I don't think there is a definitive yes or no answer. If you've never played The Last of Us before, yes, it's worth $70. If you like me and you have it on PS4 and free to download on uh, PlayStation Plus, no. But I think it varies per person, so I, I think that, I don't know. I think the conversation of is it worth $70 is like not really one you can have because it depends on the person. You can, you can, you can have that discussion about any purchase you ever make. Was Mario Strikers Battle League worth $60? Not to Kevin. It was not. Was Mario Tennis Aces worth $60 to Zach? No. For me, absolutely. Nope. I love Mario Tennis Aces. So, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a weird discussion. I saw a tweet that I really, really liked that was like, when movies come out on Blu-ray after previously being released on DVD, they cost the Blu-ray cost. It doesn't matter that they're already on DVD and you could buy it there. Because it's a more premium experience, and I think that applies to games. And for some reason, there's a weird disconnect with games where you don't blink twice about that discussion over something like movies. But with games, you're like, nope, not worth it. And it is a more premium experience. If you love this game, you want to play it as PS5 quality, go for it. Zach's going for it. Kevin and I aren't. Yep. And that's, that's, that's what I think. It's worth it me personally i'm not paying 70 dollars for it because i'm swinging the cost with a friend of mine and we're playing it it's together do it but i i would pay 70 dollars for it it's worth it to me because i love that game yeah. i guess it depends on the person it is it is a bigger cost than say a, a 10 dollar dvd to a 30 dollar blu-ray instead mm -hmm, of a true. 10 or 20 dollar game to a 70 dollar game and i guess it's a little bit more acute when you just had the price increase from 60 dollars to 70 dollars yes that does hurt so I can I can understand that and and that kind of hurts for me because I know that it'll take longer to get down to a price that I'd be willing to pay for it because I'd like to play this game at some point, but I've already played it on 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 PS4. It's already available there, and just based on precedent from previous Sony games, games are not dropping in price nearly as fast as they did on PS4. Mm -hmm. PS4 games, you could expect that thing to be twenty twenty five bucks for most of them within that first year by the end of that first year that the game was out it was it was about that low yeah. and now ratchet and clank is an example i don't think i've really seen that game below 35 40 bucks and it's been out for a while now so for me as, as someone who is waiting on that it, it it is a little bit sad to know that it, it's going to be a much longer wait to to play this game since i've already played it and i don't need to play it in this style yeah, it was it was a, it was at the very least nice to see this trailer because I think it did a much better job of showing this game off than that initial trailer did because some of those side by sides from that initial one, I, I honestly it didn't really matter either way. But when they yeah. showed off some of the vistas, some of the foliage changes in certain areas, it was 
much more noticeable. Destructible than, environments actually reacting to gunfire and yeah. explosions. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Also, uh, they pushed this video out the same day that the game leaked, so that sucked. I feel like they rushed it together. Uh, I'm sure they were planning something similar, but the game leaked that morning, and people were like, this looks the same. And it didn't. It looked better, but that's the internet. That's The curse of this franchise is things leaking and everyone hating it before actually seeing the final product for themselves, which sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And Naughty Dog, why is everything leaking that you do? Over and over. Yeah. I'm not buying it at launch. I'm going to borrow Zach's copy after he's done with it, and I'm very excited to play that's, it later that's this year. Play. Yep. I <laughs> will not be playing it for a while because mm-hmm. I'd have to pick it up myself. Yep. And I think 2025 would be the sweet spot for me. But yeah, that's the decision that you have to make. And I do think that if if uh, if you are someone that has not played these games before, either $70 or when it hits that first sale of 60 or 55 Absolutely. Probably a good time to hop in. Mm-hmm. And I love but that it... For the rest of us that have already played, I don't know. And I love that it's going to visually match Last of Us Part Two. I think that's really nice to have those pair of games that already go very well together and have them look the same. I really like that. I think that's cool. Get into another big game that is not going to be coming out anytime soon. So KOTOR, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. We had uh, the just remasters that were uh, launched a little while ago with knowing that a full-blown remake of the original KOTOR was in the works, and that has been halted completely at this point. And it's kind of up in the air what's going to happen to it, if it's going to swap to a different developer or or what. This game is completely up in the air at this point, which is crazy. It's just, I feel like you don't see this too often with a game as high-profile as this one, but... At this point, you don't really know. You had Asper Media, who was who was developing this thing. They were originally targeting 2022, and now oh they're putting it on the back burner, <laughs> possibly moving it to a different studio within uh, within their group. Something happened here. Yeah, it's like Metroid Prime 4. I guess the game was just not in the state that whoever was overseeing it wanted to be in. Asper, I thought, was an interesting choice for this because they have mostly been remastering like, they remastered the old ones and put it out on Switch. And they're also building a PS5-quality remake from the ground up. Yes, it's the same game and the same source, but that is not the same process of development. To say, okay, you remaster this, port this basically to Switch, and then make it from scratch. Like, I thought they were an interesting studio choice from the start. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it. What is going? What is the deal with Star Wars games? Because we got that Quantic Dream one, Star Wars Eclipse, which apparently isn't coming out for like six years, according to like oh internal struggles. So, yeah, this was one of the big announcements from the PS5 showcase that I was excited about, and it was just one of those CGI trailers that lasted like five seconds. So you knew it was far away, and now here we are. Zach, were you at all interested in this one, or does this not kind of hit your radar at all? I, yeah, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, so I never really pay close attention to these things, and uh, I really got to play the, the Jedi Fallen Order, because Logan, Logan's forcing me to play it, um, and I've heard good things. And I liked uh, The Force Unleashed, is that what it was called? Uh, but I played that like over a decade ago, so who knows? I'm, I'm so off the radar on Star Wars. Again, we've talked about this over and over, showing off these games really, Way really early. early on when you have literally nothing to show. Yep. Yeah, Almost move. never works. Yeah. Because even even if the game is on the normal schedule that you thought it was going to be on, that means that between that initial trailer, 
And when you're gearing up to launch it, it's probably two or three years that people have just been sitting waiting for it. Yeah. And if you have any sort of delay or something happens like this, that makes it all the more acute. <laughs> yeah, that decision. Last couple of small bits of news. Uh, Yakuza 8 got a... Get excited. Leak. Not really a leak because yeah. they, they, they let this go uh, up. But this is not through Sega's official channels. This is through an MMA fighter. Um, who's appearing in the game. Who's appearing in the game because they do a lot of that. They have certain celebrities uh, appearing in these games in certain small or larger roles. And in his YouTube video, he had a couple of, of pictures or... or the sections that that showed off the characters and that's it so ichiban has a new haircut the main cast returns and yep. and and that's all we knew nice <laughs> yeah and we already knew it was in development so besides the haircut there's really not a whole lot there but it's nice to see it resurface again yeah, cool you know? to see it and i, I think that there was a brief interview that said it's still going to be turn-based and it said a couple years in the future so i that's basically all i know which is uh, a little bit you know, longer of, our, of a standard. time span than what they normally do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pumping these things out every every two years or whatever. Taking a little bit longer with this one. And last, a little bit of news. Uh, Fall Guys may be getting a Sonic theme stage. So another Another leak. We've got the Sonic... Uh, Character skins coming back, although if you're if you're not paying real money, that may be really hard to acquire those. I'm hoarding my show bucks for when they come, when the new ones come in. I'm hoarding you them. You can have enough? Smart. No, no I'm probably going to have to drop a few bucks. That's the one series I think I'll do it for. It's for Sonic. But yeah, we get a look at uh, at a level in this, in this league uh, for Bean Hill Zone, and it looks like it's not a race. It, it looks more like a, like a tail-grabbing uh, game or something like that. As the season Fall Guy veterans, uh, what did you guys think of, of this leak of, uh, of Bean Hill Zone? It's cool. I'm excited to see like actual crossover content. We had that Horizon thing where they had like the rhinos that were like decked out in Horizon armor, but we've never had like a level dedicated to a game outside of mm -hmm. Fall Guys, and I think that'd be a really cool thing to get. I think Sonic would be a cool one to do it with. Of course it's Green Hill Zone. It's always Green Hill Zone. Why can't it ever be something other than Green Hill yeah, Zone? Yeah, they could have done Chemical Plant. Oh, my God. Or they could have done the anything else. <laughs> How about anything else? But, yeah, the other costumes that leaked were Supersonic, Eggman, and Tails. Uh, so, yeah, excited. I've had a good idea. I think that for this stage, if it is a Tails game, it should be where you have to have two Tails, and you have to hold on to two Tails for a certain amount of time. <laughs> so, you, cool. so you're just like Tails. Yeah. That could be fun. It could be a Look ring collecting the, game, and the rings just oh. weren't shown. You have to collect as many rings as you can as a There group. was a little section in the in the second half of the video that showed off rings in it, oh, so okay. there could be a ring collection section. Okay, that'd be cool. If this is the only level, I am a little bit interested as to why it's not a race, because that's kind of Sonic's M.O., yeah. Is either is yeah. going fast on a point A to point B stage. It's a night level. Mm -hmm. It's not a day level. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a night level. So yeah, if this is the only stage, a little weird that they didn't pick a race, but it is cool that they're branching more beyond just the costumes and having full on stages that that connect. Especially now that we aren't getting any costumes. That is also true. Real money. Yeah. If, if the yeah. costumes are unattainable, at the very least, you can play some of these stages. Yeah. And that's it for news. Do we want to get into our rumor roundup? What do we got this week? Rumor roundup. 
Sonic Frontiers raided in South Korea. Shout out to Kevin for finding this this hot rumor. Yeah. Yeah, you just was already in the dock when I opened it up. Yeah, excited. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, South Korea, it was recently raided. And usually when things are raided in South Korea, something comes out about them in like the next couple weeks. So this thing is coming this year. Like, it, it feels pretty much all but guaranteed at this point. There was also a release date listing earlier this week in Steam Database uh, saying that the release date was December 3rd, but that is a Saturday, so not sure how I personally feel about that. Maybe December 2, and it's just, like, a mistake or something. Uh, but, yeah, and then with the Sonic Team boss saying it's not going to be delayed, they're happy with it, this feels real. I think we all didn't think so, but it feels like it's actually going to hit this year. What was it rated? Uh, this article doesn't even say. MA? <laughs> 18 plus? Dead Amy? Dead Amy, it's too graphic. Yep. Yeah. Too yeah, much bad. blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, just a good little step towards release. Yeah, after that initial initial video that, that IGM put out, I it's couldn't believe out. that this thing was still targeting this year. Uh-huh. But as, as more stuff came out about it, it felt more and more real. And now that this is here... I feel like within the next maybe month or two, we'll get a bigger a bigger deep dive that has that that release date because we are kind of oh, coming sure. up on it. We're already rounding out the end of July, and once you get into the start of fall, you kind of need to to get that going yep. uh, mm-hmm. before the game launches, presumably in December. December so. two would be nice. Dragon Quest Treasures is the next week, uh, a couple weeks removed from everything in November. That'd be a good little window for it. Yeah, can't believe this game's coming out this year. Heck yeah. It still might not. <laughs> that's that's it, though. Short room roundup. I feel like they're going to get shorter. I feel like we know as much about this game as we're going to know before it comes out. Yeah, and at a certain point, it's just going to be the stuff that they put out yep. for you know a full-on trailer, or here's the release day trailer. Mm-hmm. Not really a rumor. We'll put it in there anyways. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Rumor roundup that's a full full blown news story that has been confirmed by Sega. Talked about this game every week for seven months. That's pretty good. And look forward to when the game finally comes out. We can go back through these rumor roundups and figure out how much of it was real. Yes, sir. Dead Amy. Still waiting. Zach, what we've been playing for this week? I know for me personally, it's just been live alive, so I don't think I'll have uh, too much to bring. (laughs) The majority of what we've been playing has probably been live alive with a little Monster Hunter sprinkled in there for Logan. Logan, anything other than Monster Hunter and live alive? Mm, No, but I did recently remember that that Hot Wheels DLC is out, and we have to play that. Oh, Oh, it's out now. I'm pretty sure. Do we have to buy that? or Yes, it's not on Game Pass, so we'll have to pay for that. You know what? Speaking of, I did see my Forza update, and I did think it was that, so... That did cross my yeah. mind at some point. So, yeah, I'd be happy to hop back in. I still got it downloaded, of course, taking up that 100 gigabytes or whatever on I my know, very I've limited wait, space. I've just been waiting for God. this. Yeah. Yep, Add in some more. And then for me, other than those things, I've actually, I actually sat down and beat Outer Wilds. I spoke about Ooh. this game on last week's show and gushed about it, how much I love the atmosphere and the space travel and the mystery problem solving that uh, I loved it so much that I sat down to play this with my friend at 9 p.m. and I just went until I beat it at 3 a.m. I just didn't stop because when you when you're rounding out the end of this game the mysteries that you that you find and the puzzles that lead you to the next piece to the next piece to the next piece it's kind of addicting like you just want to solve one more thing and these pieces connect together so well that you feel 
really smart when you actually start solving some things. Um, That's super cool. So I, yeah, absolutely. And the ending of this game, uh, spoiler free, is just very, very beautiful um, up to interpretation, which is good. Games like these typically have more open endings. Um, and there's a DLC that came out. Uh, I don't know when it came out. This game isn't particularly old, so it had to have come out within the last year or two. It came out pretty recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, I remember seeing stuff about it like some months ago. Yeah. So I uh, even though this game is free on Game Pass, where I played it, had to buy the DLC. Uh, Fifteen bucks. Didn't feel bad about it because I'm very excited to hop back in and and get through it uh, when I have time. Probably after Live Alive. But yeah, love this game. Absolutely recommend it. Uh, incredible vibe and a space game that I actually enjoyed being not such a huge fan of space games. Nice. As um, compared to <laughs> what are the other <laughs> space games that you don't get into? Actually, I really enjoyed alien isolation. That's a space game. Maybe you like space games. Man, oh my God. I love space. I just don't, I never give them a wow. try. I Summer just game assumed... Fest was made for you. Yep. Seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. such a mm -hmm. bad show. Um, <laughs> and then I was a little jab. <laughs> that jab in there two months later <laughs> uh, other than that real quick i played a couple matches in multiverses which came out oh nice today that yesterday game did come out was didn't it break like records for yeah concurrent players, for players yeah had, like a few hundred thousand or... i think it was mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's broken tremendous player records and download records for fighting games in general which goes to show that free to play actually can work um and it should be moving forward something that developers really consider when releasing these kinds of games just to keep that player base steady and give ease of entry to people who don't want to pay for these games but can hop in and and learn them and then choose yeah. to spend money on either characters or costumes cosmetics modes all that kind of stuff so how's the uh, game I hopped in um once you hop in it, you, you do the tutorials the tutorials teach you a pretty good job on how to play it if flows really well for being a platform fighter. Uh, the characters are very bouncy, um, and it, it really feels like you have control over every aspect of their movement, which is good. That's what you want. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't do a whole lot because I, I downloaded it earlier today. Didn't have a whole lot of time to play it, but I hopped into a couple one-on-one -on -one matches, and this game is much more 2v2 focused, so you find a friend, you hop on online, and, and you play a 2v2 match, um, but you could, you could do... Um, 1v1s, which is what I did. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you don't start off with very many characters. I think you only have an option of starting off with four out of a roster of, I think, 17. Um, so the roster isn't huge, but they've already, you know, announced a couple characters coming later this month and next month. LeBron James. All right, sure. From Space Jam, I think his... Yeah, from Space Jam, model, not from the not NBA. From real life. From... No, no, no. I <laughs> yeah. think it's his character model from Space it Jam, is, which yeah. is a WD, WD Yeah, when property. they showed off LeBron James, voiced by not yep. LeBron James. Yeah. And then Rick and Morty coming next month, I believe. Um, so they have... They're, they're supporting this game already. There's plans to support it, uh, which is Such good. A bizarre roster. Um, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Did but... you try Shaggy with his... Um... Shaggy's the tutorial character, yeah. He's, oh, he he's is, fun. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's voiced by Matthew Lillard, the one true Shaggy. Absolutely. Uh, so, and the, the voice acting in this game is one of the biggest highlights. Having like authentic voices from people who have actually played these characters lends credit to this being a genuinely high-budget game. Uh, the stages, my worst, like my biggest complaint are a lot of these stages feel bland, even though mm -hmm. they're 
from properties that I like. The music in a couple of them are particularly good, but for the most part, they're so-so, um, which is something that Smash does a lot better. Very dynamic and memorable stages. Um, yeah, but overall, had a, had a pretty good time testing out a couple characters. Uh, excited for me and Logan to hop in and do some 2v2s. Are you on PlayStation? Uh, yeah, PS5 is what I played it on. Uh, I believe there's full crossplay, um, and it, it felt it felt genuinely good. The netcode um, didn't have any latency issues or or setback in the in the matches. It felt very smooth. So Sweet. overall, very few complaints. There's not really any you know single player incentive uh, like like a game like Smash has a lot of things you could just hop in and and play by yourself. This is. This is the kind of game where you just hop on and and go straight into online multiplayer. What? I I don't. Oh, he's back. <laughs> what just happened? You uh, disappeared. Logan tried to. So Logan tried to piece out of the show a little bit. Earlier. <laughs> I'm we're back. Done. I, was, I was talking about multiplayer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're not done here. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, back. Anyway, <laughs> I finished talking about multiverses. Overall. Very excited to play more of it. I think it's it's doing wonders for the fighting game community, and it's actually genuinely a very good game, with some some interesting characters. I like the roster a lot, a lot for me, personally, which Sweet. is which is good. It's good that it's a good game. You know, you kind of wonder with with some of those, especially when it was free to play, and we yeah, had the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Very good. <laughs> it was not a very good game, mm-hmm. and, and that was actually yeah. you know, had to pay for that, so. They're, they're trying to fix it, I think. They added voice, God, voice acting, acting. Mm-hmm. and character costumes. Mm-hmm. Bad costumes, but costumes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the free-to-play model seems to be working well for some of these. We just had Fall Guys moving over to that. When you really need to have a vibrant online space to keep your game running, it seems like free-to-play is the way to go for a lot of these. Absolutely. Yeah, Nintendo... Fix Mario Strikers, make it free to play. They are not doing that. They would never do that. <laughs> I think I think that game is just abandoned and dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. they they would not they would not do that to the property. But for some of these other ones, I think it gives them either it's it sets them off stronger. In the case of Fall Guys, uh, gives it a new lease on life, which is really great. Even if yeah. you have to spend a lot on the costumes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I don't think Ball Guys has figured out a good balance of how much things should cost real world money. Because mm-hmm. so, uh, I, w- I would, I play, I've gotten almost 300 hours out of that game. I would throw it a few dollars for a really cool costume, but not how much they're asking. Just, yep. It's just what's, too what's much. What's the asking price for some of these? Like the bundles for like Halo was like $16 for three costumes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, so, I'm not doing that. That's yeah, way that's, too much. That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. It is, especially if yeah, if you know that Sonic is coming too, or if you if you're like eh, maybe some yep. of these other ones will be coming out. Tougher pill to swallow. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for this week's show? Scoob is a terrible movie. <laughs> We're going it back is. to man. What did we talk about that? We did. We'll talk we, we did we a Scoob spoiler Scoob. cast tangent. <laughs> middle of this show like two and a half that years movie ago is dreadful mm-hmm. do Sorry. not watch it it is one of the few movies that i have watched where i literally had to stop the movie go do something else and pick it back up later because i couldn't make it through it in one go and i don't even think it's very long why did you pick it back up later you had because to, i you had i just to i had to see it fan. to the end so that i could talk about it talked about it with logan talked about it with my sister who also watched it and thought it was terrible you know 
It was a sunk cost. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I had it. to get out of it. Zach, anything from you? Did you watch Scoob? I didn't watch Scoob. I'm never going to watch Scoob. But I watched the live-action Scooby-Doo's. Uh, enjoyed them thoroughly. Uh, rewatched them frequently. Um, at least once a month. I rewatch those movies. That's not true. That's not true at all. Okay. <laughs> Once every couple of years, probably. Once a month. Which, which is still it's that time of the true. month. <laughs> crack out all of the live-action <laughs> Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did get a, I got a Quarry poster, That's if you cool. haven't noticed. I, oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't notice, I got to it, be honest I got it for you. free uh, when I went to go pick up my co- my pre-ordered copy of Live Live from GameStop. They were giving away free Quarry posters because they just had a surplus for some reason. So I just... Took they one. Came I didn't with, like pre-orders. I don't or... know. Actually, that's a good question. Probably. Um, I didn't pre-order the game. I bought it uh, on launch. Um, so that's probably what it was. They had a good amount of them, so that's what I would guess. I went to go get my copy of Live Life from GameStop. They didn't get their shipment in, so they had no game to give me. Uh, so I went. So I took the poster, left, went next door to Walmart, bought one of the two copies, left at Walmart, went back to GameStop, canceled my pre-order, got refunded. And that was that was it. Thanks, Rip game. They're too busy working on NFTs. <laughs> they They're too you, busy. Uh, you wanted to buy some NFTs. Would you like to transfer your pre-order money to this NFT? <laughs> wow. They did not. No, thank you. Thank goodness. On that note, let's wrap this episode up for this week. No show next week. We're all going to be busy. We're busy. So playing live, live. I, yeah, so we'll, so we'll have, definitely have it done. Well, yeah, we'll have the next time. On that yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, yeah. When we get back to that. But, yeah, you can catch us here Thursdays or Fridays, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use on YouTube at Ode to Games for the video version of the podcast. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening. Logan's putting on his little fan. (laughs) It's hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. And we will catch you (laughs) in two weeks, hopefully for final thoughts on Live Live. Catch you later.